The Torah content from now through Pesach has been sponsored by the Kofsky family in loving memory of Adira, who loved big ideas and asking big questions. Okay, continuing with Ashe, and I don't know what part this is. Maybe part four? No, part five, I think. I don't know, either way. So here's the plan. Plan is, uh, originally I was going to just do a quick review and then uh, move on. Mm -hmm. Uh, But when Ken and I went over and reviewed it, we saw a bunch of new points. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's possible that we are going to spend the whole time on Psalm 1 through 7, which is what we did last time, and move on next time. First of all, I I just had a methodology question on the way over, and I don't know if I know an answer, or I don't, I have an answer, but I don't know how comprehensive the answer is. So, you know, Chazal make a big deal about Ashrei, right? Uh, And the Radak says, And then the Radak also makes a big deal about it. Um, and, uh, and, you know, the fact that we say three times a day, like we actually do this, we halakhically make a big deal out of it. So I was thinking about that. And I was also thinking about my Friday shir uh, I've been giving on this mission in Pirkei Avos by Rabbi Akiva. And the Raman begins by saying, This, um, collection of statements, uh, includes many great ideas. And they're only worthy of someone like Rabbi Akiva, right? So the methodology question, and this is not the only, like, um, these are not the only examples, but sometimes you'll see Chazal or the Rishonim, like, really playing up the magnitude and the importance of certain statements. So the question is, is the open methodology question, should that change your approach to it? Like, should it? Like the way you learn it. What what your conclusions are? It should change your should change the way you learn it in any way. Like like if you saw, let's let's say we didn't have all these statements about Ashrei and we learned this the, the way that we learn all the other Tehillim, right? Like you can conceive of us doing that, but then we see this large intro, and you know Hamisbonin b'zeh mizbar yira boniflau saboro mishpat avabruav lefikaf amru rabasinozal kol martila davigum ami muvachshu ben olamaba. So yeah, I can think of two ways that maybe it should change sure. the way that you learn it. There's one that I, I can too. <laughs> yeah. One one is that I can I would think that like um should question the conclusions that you come up to. Interesting. They're supposed to be sounds like they should be, you know, not easy to derive to like derive the right conclusions to this. Because if it's such a deep idea, then I would think it's also a like not easy to obtain. That's very interesting. Everyone would have it. Huh, interesting. Oh, yeah, I definitely hear that. I definitely hear but, that. But I think there's a more, maybe a, a better point is um that like if it doesn't hit you as like a really like important and like impressive idea, yeah. then you're not getting okay. Yeah, All right. Okay. Yeah. So the first first one is definitely plausible. I guess uh, I I think I have to think about whether it is possible to have ideas that are um that are I don't want to say that they come easy to you, but that they are within reach, mm-hmm. but are also very wondrous and uh, important. Like let's say for example, like I, it seems like the most important puzzle in this is And I don't think, I mean, it could be, it could be, I just totally don't understand that idea. I don't think that is the deepest of the ideas. I just think that the ramifications of the idea and the impact that it has on the way you view the whole world are huge, right. but it's within everyone's grasp, you know, but your second point, is, is uh, I was thinking the same thing is that like if you are learning this and the ideas are not dazzling you and blowing you away, then uh, then it, chances are you're missing something. Mm-hmm. And you, you could say that about Torah in general, but when the Chachamim call your attention to it, you know, um, then that that's uh, that you know that, that I think warrants more scrutiny. And then 
maybe this, the second thing I was going to say is kind of similar to what you were saying right. is um, there's that statement in Chazal in the end of Pirkei Avos of Havachba, Havachba, Dekoloba, that when it comes to Torah, you should like dig into it and dig into it because everything is in it. I feel like there is a certain amount of digging that you do into something based on what the reputation of that thing is in your eyes. Right. Like we're going to dig into a Rambam much more than we're going to dig into like a Dvar Torah published by a shul, you know? Uh-huh. Um, and so when you have statements like this, I feel like it's worth making a, another pass and digging into it more than you would have. Or if you have a problem sticking with it longer than you ordinarily would. Um, and just like adjusting it relative to what you're used to doing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I do feel like, like, it does depend on, I guess with Asha, there's a lot of different system. Yeah. There's a lot of different things covered by the Eric. And I hear that with like some of the parts, but some parts we did, I don't think that they were super complicated. That's why we're going back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe they yeah. were, maybe I, I take that back, but I can imagine that there are probably some parts that are not that complicated. Yeah. And again, with compli- uh, complicated and deep are not necessarily what we're looking for. We're looking for like Niflaos and and move talk shu ben That's the most important thing is that the, this is a ticket into Olam Haba if you internalize these ideas, you know? So I, I thought it would be a good idea to just say that at the outset. And it's also kind of why, it's not the only reason why, but it's one of the reasons why I feel like, you know, I think the longest we've ever spent on any Mizmor is five Shirim. Uh-huh. And we're up to five right now. <laughs> we're not, you know, I, feel, I feel like it warrants a, 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 you know, taking it, taking our time with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At some point, I think it'd be interesting to understand what they mean by Muktak Loshu Ben Right. Or like specifically what? Yeah. About this. Yeah. I was debating whether to do, to take up that member of Chazal before we did Ashray or after we did Ashray. Um, I'm, I, I, I decided, you know, I think I said this in the first year, I want to do this the way we normally do it and then do the Gemaras. But in light of what I'm saying now, maybe it might pay to take a look at it. Well, I do think, like, how, I don't know how we would answer that question without having an understanding of what the character. Well, if Chazal and the Mepharshim on that statement give us guidance, mm-hmm. that might guide the way that we learn it, you know? And I, in fact, you know, maybe this is a good thing. Okay, I'll have to think about whether we want to do this, but uh, on Thursday, a couple of the regulars are not going to be here. And on Tuesday, they'll be back. Oh, yeah, that's right. I wonder if maybe we could do, I guess I'll see where we're at in terms of Thursday. Uh, and it's possible we could just take a brief break yeah. to, to do that tomorrow. Okay. Maybe. All right. So before we go on uh, and, and, and we talk about these nuances, I, I accidentally stumbled upon this Rosh bomb, which I thought was just interesting to read. Um, apparently, this is from a Xaviad Vatican, right, uh, that they found. Uh, yeah. Um, so it's not a commentary on the whole thing. It looks like just the Hagdama. Uh, the Rosh bomb, this is Mucha's the Rosh bomb. The reason why it's called Tehillah, it's because from the beginning of the, of the Mizmor to the end, you don't find even one word of, of request or of Tehillah. It's all praise. And, you know, I, I didn't notice that, first of all, but also... Um, uh, I, I guess, I mean, I, I think with future tense stuff, you could learn it as, um, as uh, Bakasha, but are there even any cases of that? Didn't you, because you made the point that a lot of these are in the present tense, right? Right. But I guess the, the very end. Oh, yeah, he's just talking about this one. This is just uh, Ashley. Uh, so, Hamizmore. Oh, safer. Oh, you're right. Sorry, you're right. Okay, that scratch that. <laughs> 
He means because yeah, you're right. I guess he's referring to all of that. So then it must so. he must be learning as future tense then, right? Yeah. Not not Elijah Makasha. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, which is kind of how we were learning it also. But and we did talk about that also that like from here until the like they also say till and tehila at the end of yeah, the correct, future. right. Okay, so now let us start at the Radak. We're not going to read everything over again, but uh, um, I'm just going to walk through it and then we'll point out some of the nuances. Okay, so I will exalt my God, the king. Maybe I will read it again. <laughs> no, it's, it's short enough. I will exalt him in my mind and with my tongue. Because you are the king in truth. And all of the kings who rule. The lower ones and the upper ones. Under your dominion. And you are above them. So means I will acknowledge your exaltedness in my mind and with my tongue. One who recognizes God's exaltedness will say, my God, about who Elokei Kol Basar Elohim. But in reality, he is the God of all flesh and, and other uh, powers. So I, I mentioned Ken's idea last time that what does it mean in Hamakir Romumus? So you would think that if you were really Hamakir God's Romumus, you would refer to him as Elokei Kol Basar. Mm-hmm. So we said that it means that if you recognize God's exaltedness over you, like you're viewing yourself as part of the Bria, then you'll say Elokai because we realize that God relates to you as the Bore and you're the Nivra. Um, but if you are just looking in part or like sectioning yourself off from the rest of the Bria, then you're not going to say Elokai. Right. Okay. Right. All right. So then we have Lolam Ved. Um, so the three interpretations of Lolam Ved are either that the Shimcha is Lolam Ved or that you will bless God forever, meaning that the all the days of your life or um, that uh, it's in Olam Haba. So there was an idea that I came up with last time that I forgot to say here, which is I like the second interpretation of because I think it fits into the words much smoother. Because if you say, and I know that's not our first Pasuk, um, but uh, the especially because Redox says it's a repetition of the words. So if you say it's talking about God's name is forever, there's no real relationship between that and like, I do this every day. And if you say that Lolan Ved is talking about Olam Haba, there's no days in Olam Haba either, you know? But if you say I'll engage in this every day, so then I think the idea is like this, is that basically um, (laughs) you would really want to bless God's name forever, but since you can't, you basically just do it till you die, you know? So it's it's not just an idea that this is a daily ritual that I do. It's that I'm trying to max out. I'm getting as close to eternity as possible, which means until I shuffle off the moral coil, you know, as they say. Um, right. So like, I, I think that that's a, a, that's my favorite interpretation out of those. Okay. Then he says the point about um, it goes Arumimcha and then Shimcha and his uh, switches from second person to third to referring to God's name. So he says the idea there is to teach you that he, he, he is his name and his name is him. And that is who Hashem Hanechtav Vulanikra, that's the Tetragrammaton, because uh, the other names are names of attributes. Okay. So we said that it's a nice philosophical idea, but it sounds like inserted into here artificially. What does it have to do with the parak? Also, it's weird that the Pasuk doesn't even use Yuke Vavke. So so can we understand this in a way that like um, contributes to 
I don't know, like the essential flow of the parak. Yeah. Of the pasuk, because we were just saying that bechoyim al was a mortal thing, right? Right. So maybe after that, right, you kind of transfer into this post-death realm, which would be which would make more sense with the olam va'ed, and then it would make more sense that you would have a clearer or more better understanding of what God actually. Ah, is. okay, that actually works out well with the way the Radak says it in Bayes, because in Aleph. See, it's funny, a little oh, bit of a, okay. yeah, right. In Aleph, he gave you the three options, and in Beijing, he only gives you your option, right. which is Olam Azan, Olam Abbas. So that does fit really well. Okay. So, but what does that have to do with Yuki Bavke, though? Oh, because you, oh, uh, you can't know God until you're in Olam Haba. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. why I would say Shimcha and not Yuki Bavke, maybe because we're relating to it here. So right, that works out really well. I think that, like, Really, it's this, but you can't understand it until you're in that mode, and that's like the yeah. second half of the plastic. The only about. problem, though, is that yeah. the second plastic says, Ahalala Shimcha Lolambayato. It should say, Ahalalcha Lolambayato, according to your interpretation. Well, no, uh, that's the same. It's Shemo Shahu, right? right. That his, his name is uh-huh. him, and he is his name. Let me think about that. Meaning, in, if this is like what you're saying, like, I don't know, in, in this world, we should try to make a Shem el as much as we can. And that is like relating to Hashem in the proper way, but we can't really relate to him that way until like until until all of the bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, right. And then also like in the second half of the first one as well, it's a little, he says Shimpan Lolambai, he pairs us together again. Which I, I'm taking Lolambai to mean like a more eternal thing. Yeah. Um First, and then, then if, in positive bet, like we said, if you if you contrast that uh, against the whole yom, yeah, right, you, you, uh, days don't don't apply when you're dead. Days don't right. apply to the soul. Late days don't apply to like all mala, right? But all it does, yeah, right, yeah. And then you can have this more uh, complete, I guess, idea or closer idea, right? That, that that fits really nicely with the idea of saying that the first one is uh, all the days of your life uh, because. Hold on a so, uh, I know it's on the screen. I'm not looking here. <laughs> oh no, because it's a different page. Um, uh, yeah, in other words, to really convey the idea of maxing out the praise value of your existence, you would have to say all, all the days of my life until I die, and then forever null and baba. Yeah. Completes the idea, yeah. So this is slightly non-Radaki. Okay. Um, but That's maybe, fine, I'm still lured into the maybe like well sometimes. Well, the reason, so we're saying the first one has more to do with this world. Yeah. The second one is more all Yeah. So maybe the reason it says Arbrafetha and that one is and this one is, I think, like blessing Hashem mm. is like relating to Hashem is like the source of you know all oh, good, good right? Which is more of a worldly that's concept true. of the truth of Hashem. And yeah. Allah is just praising Hashem for Hashem being. Hashem. Okay, that's good. I like that. I like that also. Yeah, that is good. Thanks, Malvin. Thanks, Malvin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm going to share an idea that Ken came up with um, that I think is going to be fleshed out more when we try to uh, unify the whole thing. Uh, so he's so Ken was saying how um, uh, we don't have any right to refer to God Himself, okay? Like we shouldn't have any right to refer to God Himself because we don't have knowledge of Him. But because God gave, but God gave us a name of His that's a stand-in for Himself, and now we can praise God Himself via the name. So it's a matir. So the, the the fact that he gave us a name that is substitutable with himself is the matir because it whenever we say that name we're recognizing that we can't actually grasp or relate to God's essence you know we have to relate to him via his name mm-hmm. so uh, actually like wait what do you mean by his name like okay yeah so i was gonna say well yeah, yeah. I was a little bit differently okay because i noticed that i mean i only went through maybe half the parrot yeah but now i'm thinking about it the first two psukim, 
when it talks about God, and this yeah. is how we'll, uh, I think we may have said this last time or time before, but when, he, when he's talking about God, he's talking about things that he is going, like an action that he's doing, um, like uh, our info or, uh, or yeah, well, our info, right? Yeah. I also get them mixed uh, up when I try to quote back and forth between the first two. Uh, yeah. I meant the Baha Moraka. So Baraka and Baha Halwa, right? Like those yeah. are two times that it, talk, that it talks about Shimpa. Yeah. But if you go like later in the, in the parak when he's talking about like, I guess attributes of God. That's when he's using the actual name Yukay uh-huh. So when he's talking about like things that like I'm going to uh, whatever uh, like law you right. Yeah. When he's talking to God in like that sense, he uses the the term shimcha. When he says talks about like gadol right? Like that's like an attribute. Yeah. And uh, wait, wait, gadol shemuhulo is an attribute. Yeah, he's correct. Oh no. Uh, I guess it depends on on whether you go. It, like it depends on whether you go with the the Malbim, right? Oh, why is that? Well, because uh, no, the Malbim says it's not that, right? It's oh. like Dulas Anefeker is his essence, and that's why it would use Yoke uh, Vavke. Or you say, let me just make sure I'm getting. You're trying to say that uh, Shimcha is the attributes, or Yoke Vavke is the attributes. Yoke Vavke is when he uses he uses Yoke Vavke when it's to the attributes. Oh, okay. Um, and Shimcha that's a little counterintuitive, right? It is counterintuitive. Okay, that, yeah. That, that, that was my point, though. Yeah. Um, is that when he's talking about Yoke Vavke? It's when he's talking about the the attributes or actions of that versus talking about the thing itself. And then when he's talking about the thing itself, ah, he says okay. in a way that I can't even know that. Okay, I get it. So in other words, if I – right. So just to, to try to articulate yeah. the undoing of the counterintuitiveness, yeah. right? So if you're talking about what God does, then you could use Yuki Vavke with no danger because yes. it's clear you're talking about what he does. Right. But if you're talking about God himself right. – then you substitute it with Shimcha. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. That's a really nice idea in isolation. Whether it plays out in all of it, we'll have to see. But that's a that's a nice idea. Yeah. 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 Okay. So that was one uh one thing here. Um yeah, okay. Then Gadol Hashem is oh, so this one, this is not a new point, but I just wanted to clarify this. Uh in the Radakan Gimel. Gadol Hashem Umuhulam of Ligdulaso in Heker. So Hashem is great and exceedingly lauded. We were translating as his greatness cannot be fathomed. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you'll say, I will uh, aggrandize him and, uh, you know, praise him. He is He's above all the Tilos. To the point where his Gadula cannot be Hakered. Okay, whatever that is, we'll translate in a second. And no matter how multitudinous his hakira is, he won't get it. Man won't get it. Because it has no Rather, a person praises him according to a seichel. So when we first read that last time, we were saying we were still under the impression that it's talking about God's essence. And I just wanted to clear, I don't remember if I said this last time. And if I did, I didn't say it forcefully enough. I think he's learning it the way the Targum is learning it. Uh-huh. Did I say that last time? <laughs> okay, fine. So, that to his lordship, there is no limit. Okay, so it's not talking about God's essence. It's talking about his actions. So if it were talking about God's essence, then you wouldn't say that no matter how much you try, you're not going to reach the end. It's that you're not getting anything at all. But if you're talking about his, his, his lordship, so then theoretically you could reach the end if you were an immortal being that like had infinite time and infinite mind, but 
but you're just not going to get there. You're going to just get a small amount instead of all of it, which is why in the next one he does, he tells you how you can get it, which is door to door. Even if the lives of a person were long, they wouldn't be able to get it in all their lives. All the more so if they're short. Rather, what can you do in your short life? A generation comes and a generation goes. You sabrizel the door You tell it to the outgoing generation or the next generation term lefto before it um you tell it to the next generation before you leave. Lador haba. Wherever you tell it to the next one, pass it on. Hamasim The the wondrous actions, awesome actions that they saw in their life and the uh wondrous uh, mighty acts that they saw in their life. The generation that uh, is coming will praise God based on the past, which they didn't see, it was just told to them. Mm-hmm. And then what they see in their days. So again, that supports my reading that it's talking about God's actions, his ma'asim hanuraim and gvuros, not his essence. The whole puzzle or just a second? The puzzle gimel and dalit. Oh, okay. Yeah. That supports the thing. Okay, good, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ryan's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Are Mas at the growth center? Are those words Vada here? Mas at Yeah, or are those words from the list that you can switch? Oh, uh, oh, correct. I forgot to mention that point. I mentioned that initially. That's why. Um, uh, they are, that he says in Vav, Gvura Sech and Masach are both switchable words. Right. Yeah. But like, you could put any of the good words. You could put, according to Radak, you could put any of the good words there. So, I mean, it's not to be about mods, I think. No, no, oh, because so this is what gets back to what I, 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 it's hard for me to remember what I said last time and what I said with Ken. Um, Gadula is an action word, the way we're learning it, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Right? Uh, Gavura is definitely an action word. Masa is definitely an action word. Hod means strength according to him, which is an action word. Kavod is, uh, um, can be used for action and for essence. Like in this week's Parsha, Harninas Kavodacha is showing me your essence. But, you know, we also say, it's a quality of his malchus, you know. Um, Tov is a, an action word. Sadak is an action word. Malchus here, malchus can be both also. Malchus could be, you know, Yichud uh, or malchus could be like his governance, Right. As king, Niflaus is an action word and Noraus is an action word. So it sounds like all that all of them are action words and all of them are swappable. You know, I was just add to like I guess maybe the idea there is that if it wasn't something which was God's action, then it yeah. would have to be something talking about its essence, which is something that you couldn't be swapping around. Right. As like yeah, you know, I would I would be very skept- yeah. um, skeptical if uh, if you say yeah. you could swap around the right. uh, essence stuff. Yeah. Um, another point Ken made, which is good, and I, this I don't think I said is. When we read it, I think when we read uh, we were reading it as a solution, right? He's saying like, since you don't live for a very long time and then uh, then you should do that, right? But Ken made the point that the very fact that David's telling you that this is what you must do, that statement itself is a praise, in other words, he's not just telling you how to praise. He's saying the fact that God's praise cannot be conveyed in one lifetime and that you need to have the door, the door off our system, that itself is a praise. And for some reason, the imagery that came into my mind is like if if you if, imagine we're walking through like um, 
corridors. Okay. And you said, how great is God? Right. And I opened the door and there were a bunch of secretaries typing away. And I said, see these secretaries, they're typing the praises of God and they're going to keep on doing that until they die and someone else takes their praise. And that goes on forever. You'd be like, whoa. Right. So the fact that you'd be like, whoa, means that me telling you this itself is praise. And I'm telling you how to actually get around the problem of being immortal, being immortal. Yeah. Uh, how how quickly did that whole picture jump into your head? Very quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. Very quickly. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't know why. Like just you know. Um, yeah. Okay. So that was another point. Okay. Then hadar kavod hadecha kemosha aniyo said like I am doing, and this is this uh-huh. this also is the, the same thing is that he's saying um, that sheasi halibnei haolam hadar kavod hadecha pirush yofi kavod uzecha kibuzo uveniflos of hunechbad. I'm doing this and the Rabbim are doing this. This is really an extension of, of Pasuk Dalad, right? Uh, Pasuk Dalad is saying the principle, and this is just saying two examples on a personal level and on a Rabbim to Rabbim level. Hadar Kavot Hodecha, Vidivrenevlosacha Oh, you mean within the Pasuka? Yeah. Yeah, what he's doing. Meaning Delvin Melek writing this to him is a key in this idea that he's, he's, yeah. So we're not saying, I mean, it happens to be it is, but he's not saying that he's doing that as well. That the Redak... I'm, I'm confused. Is he saying that the Pusik is saying that I, David, is doing, yeah. is doing this? Okay, fine. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was that or if it was like, I, David, I, Ah, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's I, 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 David, yeah. It's a legit question, yeah. David's saying that he's doing this idea that he's based both but in truth. Yeah, correct. Okay, I got that. Yeah. I don't understand how the words are dark, what does that mean? It's Kamosha and Yosef. Like, what does that have to do with Kamosha and Yosef? Um... Yeah, what does the actual Pusik say? And I'm confused. Adar Kvot Hodechav Dibre Niflos Hachasicha. So the beauty of the glory of your strength and the words of your wonders, I will tell. And the Ezus Norasaka Yomeru Ugdalasha Asaprena. So sounds like he's saying that the thing Hadrakvod Hodecha and Divrain Nivlosacha are things that God did with him, like these miraculous events that God did with him, right? And he's saying, I have responsibility to tell that to the next generation, right? So that they can, can, you know, so that the praise that they engage in extends beyond their own, the perception of their own life. And then the next Pasuk is saying, which is weird that he, you're right, it is weird that he comments on the next Pasuk in this one. Right, really is an interpretation of the first half of Vav, right? The Ezus Norasaha Yomeru. It is he's doing a little mash mashy mash here. Yeah, I was I don't understand I still don't understand the the first line in hey. He's going to say that like like doing whatever that like okay yeah and then skips the last word in the pasuk yeah and then he like kind of wraps it around. well because the last word in the pasuk is the only verb in the pasuk oh okay oh, I see what right so, okay. so I am being asicha on the hadar kvod hadak of divrei neflosicha I see as a kiyum in the principle I just said earlier right and then they 
will Vidivri Nevlosecha, see, it's really puts it again, he puts it into the plural at the end, which to me really is like what the first half of Bob is saying. Shiyasu they, meaning the people he tells this to, will also do this. Whenever they receive the chesed of God, they will say it and tell it to the masses, to like the other, other masses. Yeah. Yeah. The order is weird. Okay. But content wise, uh, concept wise, Gimel and, uh, uh, sorry, uh, Dalad and Hay are a pair. Um, and really Vav, but okay. But then Vav, he makes a new point. All right. And he doesn't explain what that means. Um, the strength, like, uh, like Azos, Azos, right? It's, it's not the same word exactly, but it comes from Az. Um, so we, I, I got all excited last time about the Creek Siv, but what I didn't realize is that the Creek Siv we have is not that one. Look what we have. We have a Vav and then a no Vav. There's no Yod at all on ours. Where would you put a Yod there? So the way he's learning it is he's saying that the Ksiv is, uh, is, is, hold on, where is it? Yeah, is, um, is you're adding a Yod between the, the Tav and the Chaf, which makes it plural. Then ours doesn't make it plural? Uh, ours does not make it plural. Ours is just a nonsense word. Gedulovscha. <laughs> That's just a nonsense word. Is this Gedula Sikha? No, uh, I think it's Gedula Sacha. Because that's how that is how we, um, or yeah, Sacha, yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So the, the idea though was that, um, which we said last time, is that the actions of Hashem really stem from his Yihud. So from God's perspective, so to speak, it's one. And for us, it is. Uh, it's many, but we're, we're recognizing this one. I think I, I had or heard that that's shot in the rainbow, uh, that the spectrum of light, the white light is, uh, is, is one, but when it's made into the rainbow, it's many. And that's like a, a symbolism of all of Hashem's actions are like that, where like it's just, it, in actuality, it's one, but we perceive it as many. It's a really interesting idea that some uh, one of the guest speaker Megal last year yeah. was talking about uh, Elu Beilu. Yeah, and he used like the idea of like a prism and like a light and like mm-hmm. coming out as like that idea also. Ah, uh-huh. interesting. Okay, so then there's a next is the uh, his swap be swap idea, right? That these ten terms um, you can swap them for each other, which really means practically we can kind of put less interpretive weight on them and then only focus on the verbs. Uh, or the non-terms. Right. So uh, I was talking this over with Ken and Ken was bothered by it. And uh, Ken said, like, does it mean that his use of these terms is arbitrary? Right. right? Um, and that like, like David chose, you know, Noro um, Secha and Gdulascha just on a, like you rolled the dice. Mm. And that seems to be kind of like an imperfection. Well, I think I think maybe like what the Radak is saying that he was doing was like he's teaching you ideas about how to relate to these, right. these concepts. Right. And how he's gonna relate to them and how the people will relate to them and what they'll do. Yeah. But like the specific graceful words that you use for the for Hashem's 
greatness is not yeah not what he's trying to teach you about the specifics of the greatness but like i guess about the relationship right so that's what i tried to say uh that's what i said last time that's what i tried to say to ken and i think it works actually better in the kufia test about the mitos because it's about how to relate to mitos and all the ideas he says about relating to mitos apply to all the mitos like if you say for example like i love talking about your chukim what that means and not your mishpatim like that 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 gets in to all sorts of like difficulties that people like the mob will have to answer, you know? Right. Um, so, so yeah. So the main thing is the ideas about how you relate to them. So Ken said, but it strikes me as weird that it's arbitrary. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then I gave an answer, which I, I said in my mission show last night, um, even though it wasn't telling um, that I, uh, I said an answer that made Ken happy, which was that, uh, that there might not be uh, idea based reasons but you could, because this is Tehillim, you can have aesthetic reasons for it or poetic reasons for it. So, for example, let's say, um, uh, yeah, Niflo Sacha Asicha, right? Rolls off the tongue if you're Ashkenaz, right? <laughs> right. Um, uh, or uh, like, uh, what was I going to say though? Niflo's Noraz Kudulaska. I don't know, like like we even saw, I don't know, examples of this. I was just positing it, you know. <laughs> what I meant is like in um hold on a second here. Let me think of an example. Ross, there's gotta be an example I can cling on to to support my point. Uh oh, yeah, yeah, here's a good example, right? Gadol Hashem Umulamaod. Vligdulaso in Hekar. Now Gdula is one of these things. Wouldn't it be lame if it said Gadol Hashem Umulamaod? You know, so it uses the, the term gadula uh, in the pasuk that describes him as gadol, you know, um, for parallelism or whatever, you know, or like, I'm just going to grasp for straws here and hope I find some straws. Um, I think I had a good one. Yeah. Yeah, because it would be like, like telling over like the, uh, like the, like the things of, uh, of like his wonders, right? If you said like a uh, medivere, uh, uh, doesn't have like that same kind of like uh, okay idea. okay yeah okay i thought you were making the point of like like verbally that's why no. i said for Ashkenazi. That was why I was, I got confused. Uh, okay yeah yeah what do you mean by aesthetic yeah yeah no so i think aesthetic could could be uh many things it could be the imagery it could right. be the way you say it it right. could be the the frequency of the of the terms in the uh, in the parak, like the fact that he's saying he's going to use these 10 means that there's going to have to be like a ratio, you know, that's going to make it pleasing, you know, so Ken said that that's fine. Ken was just bothered by the notion that it's totally arbitrary. And this, this answers that. I like the person who said that every single permutation is its own idea. Yeah. And I said, that's going to be really difficult. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, and then we had our last class, which was Zion where he doesn't say much. Uh, except Zeharav Tuvacha Rav is Shem Tor, sorry, Shem Velator. It's an adjective, not a, sorry, it's a noun, not an adjective. So the um, mention of the, of the Rav Tuvacha, the greatness of your goodness. Kilu Amar Godel Tuvacha. Yabu, they will speak. Kmo Tavana Sifasai, Vizit Kaska Yorinenu, and of the, your righteousness they will sing joyously. Yomru Oso Bakol Ram. They will um, uh, uh, say it uh, with a raised voice, Bifne Adam, in front of people. So there, the idea we said uh, last week was that there are people who engage in speaking about 
might say Hashem, but don't actually praise him. And the people who praise about Hashem, but they don't actually like, like learn, learn them. Uh, and you need both. Okay. So now in the remaining seven minutes, um, the question is, what is the flow from one to seven? Because eight is already now talking about the, the specifics. And we can go like this now. Um, because we're going with the Targum. Has no has no end, yeah. Should Lordship be capitalized? I don't know. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 a toss up. So just to break it up here, I think we can say one and two go together. Yeah. Right? Three is its own thing. I mean, it's not obviously none of these is totally its own thing. Four and five and six go together, and seven kind of its own thing because we had the ideas of uh, God's exaltedness and demands that you be engaged in praising Him for for the duration of your life in Olam Haba. Hashem is great and exceedingly lauded, and in, in, no matter how hard you try, you can't. Um, actually, maybe it's better if we pair it like this and this that. This is the problem. Sorry, no. This is the problem. This is the solution. And this is the exemplification. Right? Yeah. And then seven. Yeah, seven that we didn't quite get. Is that how you generate? No, that's not how you generate these things. Oh, the idea of how these things are expressed. Like, right. They need to be expressed. Like, you should tell it. And it should be, and and this is an example, and this is like the like the way the example should be done. Yeah, I, I like that even better because <laughs> it's funny. If people only praise you and don't talk about you, that's like a a a, a degradation. I think like yeah. like there are certain praises like hmm, how do I say this? I mean, I guess that would be like they're only emotionally attached. Yeah, right, right. Like, like if if people okay, this is another ridiculous example came to mind. Let's say people only said, "For he's a jolly good fellow," right? And they never actually like. So, like people saying, "For he's a jolly good fellow," like on the guy's birthday or whatever. But that's one thing. And then, like around the water cooler, like talking about like like how great like your I don't know whatever your your work was or like how great of a person you are. If they only have a he's a jolly good fellow and not actually like discussing your actions mm-hmm. like it shows that there's no real substance there you know right um and again and if it's only talking about your actions but no one has actually moved to praise you then that's also a lack like then then you're the the you know we, we might have a conversation about but i'm not going to go singing your praises throughout the street you know but with god it's both i like so the expressions of it i think is a good way to say it the way you're saying it. Cool. so yeah i guess like my question is, how does the first section relate to Correct. the three sections? Yeah. So I, I think that the first section, um, if you have this idea, is the the both the Matir and the Machayev. The, the, the Machayev and the Matir. The Machayev is God is exalted above everything and is the source of your good. That's Armimcha and uh, Avarcha, right? Is Armimcha is, is God himself is above everything and he's the source of my good that recognition warrants your expression of praise which is what the whole rest of the parak is you know but it creates it's some things that creates a problem 
which is how do you do it? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what this whole first half is talking about here is is it's grappling with the problem with the um, the conundrum, right? W call this a conundrum mm-hmm. of on the one hand, God is the is 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 embodies absolute greatness. Well, not embodies; he doesn't embody, but you know, is is absolute greatness. And it's impossible to do. It's impossible to praise him for that. So what do I do? This is the solution. That's, I think, the unity in the whole thing. Right. Okay, it's good. So let's do this now because we only have three minutes left. Let's just read the redoc on the next one. So it could be percolating until uh, Thursday. So the Pasuk says, Hanun, let's close this, August. Hanun Varachum Hashem, gracious and merciful is Hashem, Erechapan Vudal Chasid. Um, slow to anger and abundant in uh, uh, kindness. Straight from the Yeah, from this week's parsha. Chanun Rahum, Elah Midos, these Midos, Shem Tov, Utstakab, and Ito, which are good and Sadaka from him, which, by the way, are interchangeable. Right. Awkwardly. Oh, is that yeah. Um, uh, they, the people, will express and sing joyously about Kihu Hanun because he's he's uh, gracious. Shechonin abrios benosin lamtarham. He is gracious to the creatures and gives them what they need. Okay. Verachum shemerachim v'chomelim. He has mercy and compassion on them. V'shomerasamin hanazakim mipige haolam. He guards them from harm and the piggies of the world. Now the uh, the. Um, Pega, uh, yeah, like, um, bad occurrences, yeah, yeah. the bad occurrences uh, of the world, right? So Hanun is need provision, Rachum is protection, okay? Not like in Mayugumul Midos here from the Robach, that's different. Erechapayim, Shemarif Apo Rashaim, that he prolongs his anger to the Rashaim, it doesn't punish them immediately, that's a teaser for Friday's here. Ugudal Chased, Hadalas Nikras Pukamas Chataf, Amar, I think you say Gadol Chasid. Amar Shu Gadol Chasid. Shemagdil Chasid Alban Adam. He he increases or makes great his Chasid over people. Yosher Mimashim Royal Ruim Lekabel more than they deserve. Right, that's standard definition of Chasid. Okay, Tovashem Lekol. Yeah. Baruch Apayim here means that he gives a drawn out punishment to people. Yeah, he delays punishment. I think is the best way to say it. Uh-huh. He doesn't punish them. Uh, um, immediately. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's there's interesting gemaras about that. Yeah, uh, which I plan to give you on Friday. Tovashem lakol. God is good to all. Afilu lumine hachayos vabehemos. Here comes one of my favorite stories about Yehuda Hanasi. Um, uh, uh, even to uh, wild animals and domestic animals, vahofos who tov merachim and to the birds, he's good and merciful. Vachin royal adam lalechas bidrachav, and it's proper for a person to follow in in his ways. Um, in these ways of his, person shouldn't destroy life unless it's necessary. Or to guard against uh, har- uh, them harming him. We find he warned his his uh, shifcha that she was like the super dictionary woman, right? Um, that she shouldn't sweep up the little uh, I was for are weasels, right, with the refuse of the house. She should let them live in the corners of the house. Why? It was written, he's merciful on all the, the, uh, the people. Now, if they are vermin carrying, you know, and they're going to bring the bubonic plague, then you can kill them, right? But if they're not doing any harm, then, then let them live. Okay, so that was just reading the facts. We'll have to come back to this 
lean editor next time. Okay, cool. stop for tonight. And uh, yeah, there we go. And if you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss, and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are mattschneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbischneewalks at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.